0: Thanks for joining us again here in the StoryCraft Cafe. I'm excited to have you, and I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Lynn and Valerie Constantine, who together write under the pen name Liv Constantine, have a brand new release that is the very best in psychological suspense. It's an amazing book, and today I get to hang out with... Lynn and Valerie again and pick their brain about writing together and writing great twists and you know all the things that we love about suspense novels. Be sure to follow us over at storycraft.cafe so that you're up to date and aware of upcoming interviews with the very best writers publishing today. Storycraft.cafe. Now on to our show. And we are live here in the StoryCraft Cafe. I am your host, Hank Garner, as always. And today, I am super excited to be joined again by my favorite writing duo in the whole world, Lynn Constantine, Valerie Constantine. You know them as they write jointly as Liv Constantine. They have a brand new book that comes out tomorrow. Excuse me, to move my fingers. The Senator's Wife. What an amazing book. You guys have knocked it out of the park again oh, um yeah. I, I don't know what to say you know you you guys uh you never have a down year and you you know you just keep our adrenaline peaked out all the time and i don't know what to do with you guys but anyway <laughs> we don't know what
1: to do with, with ourselves <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks for joining me uh valerie and lynn um how's it going you you guys have had a you know kind of a bunch of news swirling around we've got a new publisher uh, on this book. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, from, from Harper to now random house. Um, that's, that's always exciting. Isn't it getting oh, it is. to just, yeah. connect with a new team? Working and, with
2: a great team. Yeah. They're just yeah. amazing. They've been phenomenal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. they're they will, We cannot say enough good things. So supportive and just right, just on everything, you know, from the very beginning all the way through. Um, yeah. We that. feel like we are in just an amazing place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's always good to, to feel the excitement of other people that are excited about a project yes, yeah yes. not that not that your other publisher wasn't that I, I don't mean to no, no, of know, say that but no, they were, yeah. you know it's
2: doing.
0: new new faces and uh and, and folks are, are always fun um how long have, has the senator's wife been in the works um and you know I know with with publishing schedules it's probably been off your desk for a while when when did the
1: so what year the is first there?
0: thoughts about these characters start coming about?
1: It's probably 21, right? At least, I mean, it took two yeah. years to write, so oh, wow, it might have even been twice it's right it's after
2: hard to pick a year anymore after the pandemic. Yeah, I think it was 2020. <laughs> yeah, but, I think it might have been, yes, but end it, of t- maybe end of 2020, right? Yeah,
0: that was like two years that lasted the decade, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, right, yeah, I, yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Um, but this one did take long. This I think this took longer than anything that we've written so far.
1: Gotcha. With the exception, maybe of the last time I saw you, that took oh that took time too. Yeah, (laughs) I I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um.
0: This one is uh, is unique in several ways. Um, There's a dead body or dead bodies. We'll just put it that way. In like the first ten pages. Um which was you know a, a little shocking. I was like, oh my goodness what what's gonna happen from here you know and then I you know because as a reader you're always you know trying to get a step ahead of the writer oh I I know what they're gonna do here and you know this thing happens and oh, now we're gonna have a flashback, you know as then how did this happen And that's not the story at all um it was, Talk, talk a little bit about this this setup to the story which you just because we've been trained as readers to kind of think um you know because if you're if you're writing in a certain genre there're certain tropes there and and I don't mean to use trope as a bad word they I think some of these terms have kind of been thrown about and um but it's just a reality of the of the genre conventions um and you you kind of think that you're looking for a certain thing and then you're not. Um, What what was the idea about starting a story like this? that would throw readers, you know, off their foot footing, so to speak.
1: Well, I think part of the reason that it took so long is because it went through very different renditions. And initially that wasn't the way that it had started. It was, and it was a quieter book. And so in revision, we just, we wanted to really engage the reader. And, and as opposed to having what happens in that first chapter be a flashback, we just thought it would be more visceral to sh- actually show it in real time and then just jump ahead to the aftermath and begin the story that way. So um, that, you know, it, it was sort of by a process of, I guess, elimination or, you know, in, in revision that we came to, to telling the story in that way. Um, and we won because we wanted originally you just had Sloan like thinking about this great relationship that she had had with her first husband and right. all in flashback and memory. And we wanted to just have a little, let the reader have a real glimpse at to, into a day in the life of what it was before and then go forward from there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, into, into her marriage and also then the man that two years later she marries, you also get a, a glimpse, glimpse of, of his, of his marriage and, and his life. Um, so it just, it just seemed better to start out with that bang of, no um, you know, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, be in the, in the moment with them. Yeah. Um, and of course, this real story, the the story itself begins two years later.
0: Right. Right. Um, this, this book um, deals with politics, but not in the typical sense, or should we say Politicians more than politics right. itself. Mm-hmm. It's not a political thriller, although all. it does kind of revolve around political figures. Let's let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to to, right. to drop things without um, yeah. spoiling story. <laughs> a but
2: job.
0: yeah, there there's a uh, and Valerie, I understand. Uh, I think I remember from one of our previous conversations that you worked in politics. Kind of.
2: I worked, um, yes, I was not a politician. Right. (laughs) But I did work in Washington and I worked in the scheduling office of the White House. Um, So we, you know, I was just an assistant and we did uh, things like, you know, traveling the advanced teams that would go out before they traveled um, to different countries, different places across the U.S., and even down to the simplest thing of, you know, the President being invited to a birthday party or a wedding or something like that, um, but no matter what your position is, uh, how how senior or how non senior, when you are working there, you really do see what power does to people, um, and there is there is that really exciting part of it too, where you're yeah. you are right in the middle of history being made. You're seeing speech, right. you're seeing a State of the Union address before it's delivered and that sort of thing. And there's an, there is a, an excitement about that that is, that can be not wonderful. I mean,
1: can but be intoxicating, right? Very intoxicating. intoxicating. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I would imagine that that's true, whether you're talking about the, the party on the right, on the left, the people yes. in the middle, that, you know, once you get yeah. to these areas and and this level that it doesn't matter where you come from it, oh, it's all no, you're in, it,
2: in these in these lofty positions where most of the people around you are yes people and, that, and i mean it, it would be very difficult to yeah. maintain your your balance and keep your feet on the ground have,
0: have uh has the desire been to write a book with political connections um, this is the first time you guys have, have, um, have, have broached a, a character like this, right? I don't remember.
1: Right. And our, let's say, I think. In our writing. Yeah. I mean, in the L.C. Shaw, there's some senators, there's a senator. Right. The main there's a political undercurrent, but yeah, in terms of our books, this is the first one with a the-
2: their first, uh, DC setting. Yes.
0: Yeah. The, um, because you've gotten to see the, uh, kind of the, the undercurrents uh, under, you know, underpinning everything, Valerie, has that been a, have you been looking for a way to kind of weave a story like this or did it no, just kind of make sense with these characters?
2: No, funny, funnily enough. No, I, ha- I really had never thought about it. And um, I'm, I, and I'm not sure how we, you know, thinking back so long ago, it seems now how we even decided that it would be, um, senators or that well, think,
1: we know. Well, I think we talked about, you know, it's the story of a, of a woman newly married to, to a man in a powerful position who becomes vulnerable, a caretaker is brought in, and then she starts to worry that this woman may be after her life. And so we talked about what kind of a powerful person that could be. And I think we both said, I mean, we thought, like, well, what about a governor? Or, you know, and then we said, no, I think a senator just seemed to fit fit the mm-hmm. bill. And, and initially it was going to take place in there. They were to, he was going to be a senator from Connecticut, and it was going to take place in Connecticut. And then we decided, well, no, we should move it to D.C. It will be much more fun in Washington. Oh, yeah,
0: love it. Um, there, there's a an interesting cast of characters in this book, and um, a, a lot of your books and a lot of psychological suspense or um, family drama. Uh, the the focus is is very tight and narrow a lot of times. Um, and your cast of characters kind of opens up the scope um, of this story a little bit it's it's very very much focused on on these characters but it's a little broader um it was how how difficult is it to especially when you're hiding secrets and you're playing with the reader's emotions to to kind of pan the camera back a little bit to have a a wider cast of characters more viewpoint characters and is, is it more difficult or more easy to kind of weave the deceptions throughout when you're dealing with more characters?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's easier to have more points of view uh, because you have, you have a larger cast of characters who might be unreliable right? Um, and several options for a reader to, to choose from—is this one telling the truth, or is that one? And um, so, and 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 we—I think we really find it interesting and fun to create different characters and um, different ages. And, you know, it's just—it um, it makes it more interesting to write. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah? You agree? Yeah, I
1: think it can get a little for us tiring to be in those in one and just in one person and and having one person tell the story because it's very limiting right and as valerie said you know and sometimes we we're not even that deceptive um i mean we are but we aren't but like in for instance with athena you know she's up to something i mean from her point of view i mean it's very clear she's got an agenda you don't know what it is but i think that that's a lot of fun and then you know we loved rosemary our 80 year old you know the mother-in-law, Laura Sloan's former mother-in-law, right. and that was a. She was just a great character to create, and and I, I think I think it's it's really more um, robust. The story becomes more robust when you get to see it from these different points of view, and it keeps the pace going. All of it, I just find it a lot more interesting. I I like to to hear that. I I kind of get tired of being in the same person's point of view. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, ever since Gillian Flynn. Uh, published gone girl we have never trusted a narrator yeah, since. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the the default is kind of like well I don't trust this narrator um and it, it has to get harder and harder to keep readers um you know guessing um but at the same time you guys have found new and unique ways to motivate those unreliable narrators like they might not be telling us the truth but we don't know why they're not telling us the truth and mm-hmm. that's really where the gotcha is 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 not that whether they're telling the truth or not right yeah not knowing why and, right. and what the story is behind that
2: mm-hmm. yeah that was the yeah. fun part of mm-hmm. this yeah.
0: what, what's it like to to find these characters motivation how, how do you start kind of peeling back these characters before you write them to find out who they are and what they're up to.
2: Well, you know, you don't really find out completely who they are before you write them. Uh, we have an idea of who they are, but they really come alive on the page. Um, and so, and, you know, as we've already said, this one took a while and it went through a lot of iterations. And mm-hmm. and that's because the characters grew, and especially the protagonist, Sloane. Uh, she, was, she was especially difficult, I would say to, um, to bring into a, f- a fullness that we hope we've achieved. I'll let you if you have any uh,
1: <laughs> or not. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Um, I think that's true. I mean, I think the other part of it is knowing their backs, you know, their backstory and what trauma they've under, undergone. Um, and that informs a lot of what their motivation is as well. So if, if we know, you know, because we have to know why they're doing it too. Like, we're not just going to create a character and say, okay, she's doing this or he's doing that, but well, why? What, what is the motivation? What are they getting out of it? What's driving them? And so even whether you want to call it the anti-hero or the antagonist or just another character, you know, they have, they have goals that they're trying to achieve as well. And so we just try to make sure that all of that, that's all fleshed out. And sometimes, that is the reason things change because as we do get to know the characters it might be we might learn you know what this character would not do that so we need to rethink you know how if we want to stay on this path how do we make it work that still makes sense because we never want something to just come out of the out of left field with absolutely no grounding for the sake of shock value that that's not satisfying to anybody so it really has to be genuine and it has to make sense
0: We've talked about your um, the way that you share writing duties in the past, and and um, uh, with a book like The Last Mrs. Parish where you have two kind of definitive viewpoints, and and you guys talked about splitting those viewpoints, and and one of you writing one, and you know with Amber and uh, Daphne. Daphne, 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 thank you. Mm-hmm. I grab Daphne for some reason, um, and and you know how. got these these two distinct voices well with this book there are four viewpoint
2: characters Mm -hmm.
0: so so how do you had you split uh or or did you kind of take that same approach to this book
1: um no so really parish was the only book that we in that we did that with and even in parish we both wrote in the other points of view as well but what we our process has evolved with every single book and what we realized was that we both have to be 100% invested in every character. And because they're appearing in each other's chapters anyway, you know, they're, they're all, it was a little easier with, with Parish because they were, it was one whole story and then it switched to another story. So it was it was not as intertwined. Um, so we, we just divvy scenes up and it doesn't matter who, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna write all of this person's scenes. It was just like, okay, I'm writing chapter one, you're writing chapter two. And we edit each other's work and give each other feedback. And sometimes one will write a half a chapter and the other will finish it and vice versa.
2: Yeah. Our our writing, our collaboration has evolved quite a bit. I was going to ask you
0: that because if we include circle dance, is this the fifth book that you guys have written together?
1: Six. 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 Um,
0: How has your writing process evolved over six books? Because um, if if we go back to where you guys wrote that first book together, this was a, a passion project, uh, and and then you know you a, a few years later decided to write thrillers together. And I would I would assume that as this machine gets to rolling and now you're on a publication schedule and people are expecting things from you, that the way that you handle the writing has has got to evolve and change, hasn't it?
2: Well, I mean, it has, I I think, I don't know that if we've we've come to the final, you know, evolution of it, if things will continue to change, but um, I would say at this point that there is not a page in the book that doesn't have both of our writing on it. Um, So I I don't know how that can evolve any further, unless, unless we do that Google document, which neither one of us wants to do, where you're actually really writing the sentences together and changing yeah. words but i think we would i think we'd lose
1: our minds doing that Definitely. Yeah. yeah yeah we have to each be in our own zone when we're writing and- yeah. yeah
0: even though you are separate um and and maybe thinking differently or about different portions of the story do you find that you're that you are anticipating what the other person is is thinking or would think do you, like Valerie, do you start thinking, well, this is what Lynn would do, or, or Lynn, do you think, you know, that in, in terms of the way Valerie would think?
2: I don't think that so much, but what does happen is that we will, um, like, say, for example, we have a character and we want to give them a family and or siblings, and and so we'll say, well, so how, so let's talk about siblings for this character. And then both of us will say, how about just one brother? And and we'll say the same thing. Yeah. And that's when it gets a little scary. Yeah. When you, you know, we'll name somebody the same name and, um, and it's sort of like a mind meld mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, but but we definitely have to. I mean, I don't think about what Lynn is writing or doing while I'm writing. And funny thing is, the times that when we are together, and a lot of times this happens when we're editing, we've been able to be together because it does make that a little bit easier. But if we're in the same room and we're each writing, and I'm on my laptop, which is very quiet, and Lynn has a clickety clackety. <laughs> And I hear her, and it's really distracting. I mean, what is she writing? What is going so fast? What is this going to be? So, um, yeah, we definitely have to be in our own zones.
1: For sure. Yeah.
0: Lynn, you, you mentioned um, earlier you also publish as Elsie Shaw. Um, and and those books, while um, they are different from a Liv Constantine book, there's still um, you can the ghost of of Liv Constantine is, <laughs> is on those pages. Um, do you do you notice uh, or uh, is Liv Constantine like this third figure in your writing relationship? Okay. Does you know the you've got Lynn, you've got Valerie, but then does does Liv? I can't put this into, into words, I what like a word saying, to, but I but it's yeah, almost like the 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 pen name becomes a third person. Right? You guys have ever mm-hmm. noticed that?
1: I, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I think that we're both sort of live. We're you know, as is kind of how I I see it. You know, um, but I know what you're saying. It sounds like a horror movie, kind of <laughs> it like this does. <laughs> third persona coming out and saying, "I'm live." the two of you have to go away. Right. Like that might be a interesting story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll dedicate it to
2: Hank.
0: Right. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Oh man. Um, what, what is your, um, you said that you guys like to, um, like to edit together. Um, what, what is, what is that process like? Do you, you you have a time where okay like the drafting's it. <laughs> done. It's yeah. time for us to come yeah. together.
2: L- liking it is a, quite an over, overstatement. I yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> it just makes it a little less tedious if we're yeah. together doing it. This is gotcha. when we get I, when we get edits back from our editor at the publishing house. Yeah, it makes it a, a little
1: bit easier that yeah because we can divide and conquer but before we get to that point when we edit together you know it's some of it is is more developmental and broader in terms of we need to do we need to add this or you know we need to change that but when we're getting into the nitpicky things that's the part that can that's very uh what's the word i'm looking for i don't know well it's a little bit painful i guess but we sit there and go through it page by page and you know you need oh put your we left out two here. You need the a here. You need a comma there. Uh, there's an extra word there, or, or sometimes just changing words, and that it just takes a while. You know what I mean? But it's it, it's the stuff that you have to do. Yeah, it's tedious. When you're mm-hmm. when you're
0: starting a new book, um, do you guys sit down and, and brainstorm the plot and and the way that the twists are going to? Do you, do you start thinking kind of uh, in in terms of? Um, not specifically about the characters, but about the situations, the plot, that, how that's going to unroll and, and then add characters to it. Do, do you guys exactly. approach it that way? Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, we've yep. come up with a twist in the situation first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that can take a while, actually. I bet. Yeah,
2: I
0: bet. It, yeah. Especially especially if you're trying to come up with, with twist that will genuinely keep people... Um, guessing that, yes. that, that has to be hard. How, how do you, it is how hard. do you work through
1: that? Yeah, that's a lot of brainstorming, um, you know, and back and forth. And, 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 you know,
2: and when you're, when you're, um, when you have somebody to bounce things off of and you just keep going back and forth, then, you know, it's two heads of ideas rather than just one. And something I say then might spur something in Lynn that if she were working alone, might not have thought of and, and vice versa. And so it's sort of like feeding each other and and then bringing out maybe what the best ideas are because there have been times when we, you know we would talk about a situation and one of us will say, well, what if blah blah blah? And then the other one is, and but then it was this or the I mean, it just it just helps, I think, to um, build on each other. It's just like any kind of a brainstorming session yeah. that, you know, you have uh, so many different ideas and you just have more to choose from Yeah. rather than, you know, I mean, maybe we would come up with it on our own in a longer period of time, but uh, it's just very helpful. That's one of the great things about collaborating.
0: Yeah. There, there's there's nothing like having a person to bounce ideas off of. Even if the other person isn't giving you the answers, there's something about just talking it out. Yes. And, yeah. and your brain will come up with answers that yes. the two of you never could come up with. And I would imagine having a person um, in that role all the time has to be amazing.
1: Yes. Yeah,
2: so yeah. Yeah. It's really helpful. Yeah. So, and even as as the writing goes on too, you know, yeah. Gee, I'm I'm here in the chapter, and I don't. What do you think? What, I don't know where to go with this, and that. And so you have somebody then again, and, and you can bounce ideas off of a friend or a spouse, yeah. or, but they're not in the story, the way both yeah, right. of us are. Right. So.
0: Is it getting easier or harder uh, to be Lib Constantine? Uh, you know, six books in. Does it get easier or does it get more complicated and complex as it goes?
1: I mean, I think each, I think each book is just hard. Right. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, there's no, it definitely doesn't get easier because you know, you're always trying to better your, yourself and you know, you want to make the, the next book if you can better than the last, and, and right. whatever that means. Um, so it's, it's tough. But it seems like it
2: should, because you know, like if you're a piano player, the more you practice, the better you get, right? Or in sports or any of those things. So it seems like, well, okay, the more books you've written, the easier it gets, but it just doesn't seem to.
0: But also if you take the piano player analogy, the the better you get, you start challenging yourself with more complex pieces, which then becomes harder. And like the better you get, the harder it gets if you're, if you're constantly pushing forward.
2: That's true. And
0: writing's kind of the same way, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's true.
0: Man. So. Um the um what's uh what's coming up next for you guys? Are, are you working on your next book?
2: We are. Yeah. Did we just finish the second draft? The third draft. Third draft. We're writing a sequel to the last Mrs. Parish.
0: Yeah. I had, when um how do you come up with a when when you have a a story with such a um definitive ending and, and and by definitive i don't mean it was a satisfying ending let me put it that way um um how do you start resurrecting that story and and thinking well what happens to these characters next um, that that has to be a challenge because everybody has this certain vision in their mind um and, and do you weigh reader expectations with what you think is going to happen?
1: I mean, you know, we obviously don't want to disappoint readers. And the reason that it has taken this long for us to even, you know, decide to write a sequel is because we wrote the, a prequel novella, the first right. shot. And that, there's a character in that, Daisy Ann, who is perfect for the sequel. So this sequel will have... Her, We'll have Daphne, we'll have Amber, and I, we can't obviously tell you why or what's going on, but um, we think it's a pretty fun, and hopefully hopefully, people will love it just as much, and we'll enjoy being back with these characters and seeing what they're up to.
0: I love it. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, the brand new book, The Senator's Wife, releases everywhere, uh, hardcover, Kindle edition. Audiobook. Uh I actually listened to the audiobook over the weekend wow. and it is fantastic. Oh, that's great to
1: hear. We
2: haven't I had, had a chance read the, to read that
0: yet. I had read the book a month, month and a half ago or so, and then listened to the audio to just get the story fresh in my mind again. Oh. It was it, it was a completely different experience, but I was familiar with the story yet getting to experience it all over again. And that's what I love about audiobooks is, mm. you know, the story, but it's fun to, to kind of relive it again in it a different is, way. It's a
2: different experience. You're right. It is. Yes.
0: It is. Um, if folks are, uh, are just discovering you guys, God forbid, where can they find <laughs> you online and um, um, pick up the new book, pick up everything in your back catalog, all that good stuff.
1: Liveconstantine.com, which also has links to all our social media And we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we also have a Facebook group for readers where we do a lot of personal interaction um, that can be found. There's a link to that on our Instagram page, at Liv Constantine, too. And, again, everything on the website. There's actually a link on our website as well to the reader group. So
0: We'll link that up, send everyone to see you. Go grab The Senator's Wife out everywhere tomorrow, Lynn, Valerie, Always a pleasure. To Thank you,
1: here. Hank. It's always great sure. to talk to you as
2: well. Always, Hank. Thank you so much. Yes.
0: That's our episode for today. There's so much more to come as we talk with authors about the craft of writing, but also the business of publishing. Be sure to subscribe to the StoryCraft Cafe podcast in your favorite podcast app to never miss an episode. The StoryCraft Cafe is made possible by Dabble, writing a book is challenging. Your writing tool shouldn't be. Dabble is an easy to use online writing tool packed with helpful features that allow beginning novelists and published authors to create amazing stories. Visit us at dabblewriter.com and start your free trial. Thanks for listening.